Hey, good morning, Harvest family. What a privilege to be with you this morning. Thanks, George, uh, for inviting me to be with you this morning. Uh, I trust that we're going to have a great morning together after this time of worship that we've had. Uh, and I pray that uh, the Word will bless you this morning. I want to talk to you this morning out of uh, Numbers chapter 13, just before the, the people of God went in to possess the promised land. And I pray that you'll enjoy this with us this morning um, as we explore this passage of scripture. So Numbers 13 verse 1, And the Lord spoke to Moses. That's just an important sentence right there. The Lord spoke to Moses and said to him, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm giving. That's an important statement. Which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. And so Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. And then Moses sent them to spy out the land, verse 17, spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up into the mountains. And then he says to them, this is what you need to do and see what the land is like whether the people who dwell are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or like strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are for, uh, forests there or not, and then be of good courage and bring some fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Riob near the entrance of Hamath. And then verse 23, and then they came to the valley of Eshkol and there cut down a branch, a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. Verse 25, and they returned from spying out the land for 40 days. Now they, part, they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And then they told them and said, We went to the land where you sent us and truly it flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong and their cities are fortified and large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Of course, Anak was, were giants. And the Malachites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with them said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report and the land which they had, uh, of the land that they have spied out. They said, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours it inhab its, um, its inhabitants. And all the people who we saw in it 
are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, and came from, which came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our, our sight, and we were like grasshoppers in their sight. That's quite an amazing portion of Scripture. And I want to read to you out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned, received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, I really believe that, that we are in a very significant phase and stage of this coronavirus and the fix that it had on us so far. And so uh, I felt the Lord told me uh, to share this word this morning on how the Israelites, as they engage into the promise that God's had for them in this new land, how they engage. And Moses sent out 12 spies. Now, I wonder whether you have ever been in a situation. I, I just recalled when I was thinking about this times in my life as a, as a young boy where we engaged in something you know, whether it was something adventurous or something uh, new that has had a risk factor to us. You know, I, I remember us building soap cards and uh, went down a steep hill in town and how we did that and how we built the thing and the group of us. And then there's two of us, you know, in the card, the one steer, the one push. And just before you go down the hill and you kind of worked out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, you say to your friend, are you ready to do this? Uh, and he kind of says, yeah, let's just go through exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do it again. Because, you know, there's a risk involved here. You know, if you if you eat a wobble somewhere, if you steer this incorrectly or you don't get your momentum right, you know the rest of the story. It's it's skin off. It's all kinds of things. So so you talk through it again and then you look at one another and say, are you ready? And he says, I'm ready. And he says, are you ready? And I say, I'm ready. And he says, let's do this. And then we do it. Or maybe a time that you wanted to learn a new skill. And I, I remember asking my dad to show me something. He was a carpenter and he would show me and talk me through how you do it and what to do and how to do it. And actually, uh, then in the back of my mind, I didn't want him to tell me how to do it and what to do. I just wanted him to do it for me. And then he says, no, 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 you're going to do this. Uh, and, and then he says, let's just do this. And, and we are going into a time where we re-engaging uh, with community and society and with business and commerce and, uh, and, and we need to think through what we do and look at one another and say, let's do this. Are you ready to do this? Let's do this. And for those that are staying behind, it's very important that we stay behind with a good heart and a good attitude. So the, the Israelites find themselves where God is saying, it's time to engage with what I said you should engage with and what I promised you. And I want to say to you, you know, that God has got some things for us, not because it's about us, but because, about, because he wants to still continue to communicate his kingdom and his, and, and his, um, and his kingdom principles and, and good news to people in and around the world. And he's sending us in and the way we go in. And what we bring back, for, especially for those that, of you that are re-engaging, the way you go in and the way you come back 
is vitally important because it affects the rest of us that can't go in yet. And so the Bible says they went out as 12 spies, and you know the story by now. They, they went in there. They all experienced the same thing. Had been given the same assignment. The Bible says they had to go and see what the land's like. They had to go and see whether the people are weak or strong. You can interpret that now for yourself. You know, when we get back and people are saying, you know, when I get into the streets and into the town, I look at the people and some seem a little bit positive and others are full of fear and full of anxiety and weak. Uh, are they few or many? What is the percentage of attitude and, and, and that are positive and those that are negative and those that are full of faith and confidence and those that are negative? Uh, is the land good or bad? Um, you know, I was thinking about it the other day when somebody said to me, this is happening to me or this is happening to us on top of the fact that we're in the junk status. And I thought, yeah, I hear what you say, but there's still potential in South Africa. There's still potential in our economy. We just need to hear God, find the right people with us and pursue some new opportunities uh, and, and see what God does with it. Is the cities like camps or strongholds? Are they in lockdown or are they opening up for community again? Is the land rich or poor? Are there forests in the land? Is there, is there development potential? Is there open space? Is there um, opportunity for us to build houses and, and to, to make fires and, and to do things afresh that we can sit around as communities uh, and see progress and advancement? Go and find out what the land's like and come back and tell us what it's like. And then he says to them, be of good courage. Be strong and courageous. And then they went. And of course, all these spies, all leaders from different tribes, all heads of families, as they went out, they all had the same assignment. They all went into the same situation, saw the same thing, and brought back a report. The Bible says they came back and they all said the same thing. Yet two of them were different than the other ten. They came back and they said this. They said, truly, the land is a land of potential. I, I heard people saying this morning after they went for a walk, whether it was somewhere in a park or somewhere on the beach or somewhere around the block, they said, Oh, how wonderful it is to be outside again. How wonderful it is to see other people and just to see our beautiful beaches and our, what a beautiful country we're in. And then the next sentence was, it's just a pity that we are still in lockdown, some of us. It's, what a pity that it's such a mess. In, and they begin to share all the challenges that they face as the spies that came back from, from the assignment. People are strong. The cities are fortified. Uh, it looks like they're in lockdown. It looks like uh, there are giants that we're still going to face, economic giants, the, the, the coronavirus giant, uh, social giants, connection, how we connect with one another, how we get this whole thing back into motion and truly functional at grassroots level. There, there are some giants that we are facing, uh, and they call them Amalekites and Jebusites and Amorites, all the ites that makes us tight. You know, those, those things that we face. And, and 10 of the 12 giants had a very negative observation and gave a very negative report. And then one of them with the name of Caleb or Joshua and Caleb, the two of them spoke up and said, let's go in at once because we are able 
to conquer the land and take what God has given us. We are able to take the land. And, and it's interesting to me, you know, I think at this time that we are going back and re-engaging with society and uh, with communities uh, in different uh, uh, spheres of, of the marketplace and, uh, and we need to engage with and conquer what is put before us. It is very important how we enter as kingdom people, especially as kingdom people. How we see what we see and how we hear what we hear and what we bring back. It is very important how we who stay behind and are still in lockdown, how we approach this time to engage with God as we pray for those who are engaging, as we pray for those that are involved, that God will give them wisdom and insight, that where they find themselves work out and, and try to work out the practical steps, that they will have insight and understanding, that, that there will be patience and long-suffering and kindness towards one another, that, that people consider one another so, so that we can get through this thing as quickly as possible and engage others as quickly as possible and get this over and done with. It's important. It's important how we do that. But the Bible says that Joshua and Caleb were different. They were, they were two men with a different spirit. Did you hear that? It's an amazing thing to me that Moses chose 12 spies, leaders, influential people, people that could represent the entire nation, and yet out of the 12, two came back with a positive report and had the confidence to do something about what God told him. And 10 others, even though they were leaders and saw some potential in the land, were negative. And the Bible says they brought back a bad report. Why did two of them bring back a good report and two and 10 a bad report? Uh, it was because of what I just said. Two of them, the Bible said, had a different spirit. Joshua and Caleb, you can read that in chapter 14. Let me read it to you. In chapter 14, uh, verse 6, it says there, But Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to the congregation with great faith. And verse 24 says this, where God speaks, and he says, My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Did you hear that? He says that they had a difference. Now, what does a different spirit look like? Why did they have a different spirit? What, is it, what does it mean when the Bible says you had a different spirit? I, I think, first of all, their hearts were surrendered fully and completely to God. You know, in Ezekiel 36 verse 26, it says, and I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will take out the heart of stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh. I think to have a different spirit means that we have surrendered our hearts, our lives, our minds, 
ourselves completely to God and trust and rely fully upon Him because He is the Lord of our lives. He's the one that steer, lead, and guide our lives, and we trust Him with our lives. You have a different spirit when you've surrendered your heart and your life to God, and He changes your heart and take out the heart of stone. He takes out the independent spirit, uh, the self-righteous spirit, and place within us and puts within us His spirit, that witness with our spirits that we are now sons and daughters of God. That's what gives them a different spirit. I believe that they had a different spirit because they had a right estimation of who God is. They, they said something in the gospel, uh, in, the, in, in Numbers 14. Um, listen to what I said in Numbers 14. I want to read it to you. Numbers 14, verse 6, it says this. And they spoke to the congregation and the children of Israel saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. You know, when you have got God's spirit within you, when your spirit is different, let me just add this to you. Not just did God put a new spirit within you. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So a person that is of a different spirit has allowed the Holy Spirit to renew your spirit. Take out the heart of stone and gave you a brand new heart, a brand new spirit. And you're alive to God. But you also know that in your heart, in your life, in your spirit, the Holy Spirit witnesses with your spirit that you're a son of God. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is in you, dwelling within you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No wonder that Caleb and Joshua had a mentality, an attitude, a temperament that says, with this God of the universe in us, all things are possible. When you live with that awareness, when you live with that hard attitude, your approach to life changes. It's not that you ignore what you see out there. It's not that you ignore the realities uh, not that you ignore what you hear. It's that you know that there's a God that's a greater reality. That's a, a beyond and outside of all of this. That's greater. The God that stands on the circle of the earth. The God that holds the whole world in his hand. That dwells within us and we dwell within him. Therefore, there's hope and confidence in our hearts. That's what gives us a different spirit. Not just that they know that God is with them and they are with God, it affected the way that they looked at things. The Bible says that they saw the goodness of the land. The land that we pass through to spy is an exceedingly good land. They saw the potential of the land. They didn't just see what was wrong with the land. They saw the potential, the resources of the land. Somehow in their hearts, like all of us, in any situation that we find ourselves in that is difficult or hard, we would begin to dream and we would begin to wonder and we'll begin to say to ourselves and think in our hearts and our minds and we begin to imagine. Can you imagine if we do this here, if we can change that there? Can you imagine if we adjust that there, what this can be? They begin to see like that. And when you are in God and when you've got a different spirit, especially as a kingdom people, we see different. Then they said that if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us 
into the land. Did you hear that? It's not because we are determined to get into the land and because we're going to change this thing and we're going to adjust this thing and we're going to do that and we're going to do that. Now he says, if the Lord delights in us, remember what it says in uh, Numbers 13 verse 1, it says, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, send spies because I want you to go and check out the land that I give to you. You know, when God gives us things, it's not just so that we can have things. God is not allowing us and wanting us to re-engage with, uh, with life and communities and, and, and with the marketplace and with one another just for the sake so that we can have what we want so that we can get out of our discomfort or out of our, out of our lockdown situation. God is allowing us to re-engage because God intended for us to enjoy life with Him. God has intended for us to express the grace and the giftings that he's placed within us because he freely gave it to us so that we can honor him and worship him through it. When we do what we do as unto God, it's worship. It is declaring the goodness of God because who we are, what we have, what we do comes from God through his grace. And God is saying to us this time of lockdown, this, this uncertainty and confusion that we've experienced in, in the world globally is God saying to us, I hope I'm getting your attention. You were made by me, you were made for me, and you were made to give me glory. God is, uh, God is allowing us to re-engage so that we can give him glory and live intentionally in that way um, with one another. So God is delighting in us. God, it gives God pleasure when we do what we do for his glory and honoring him. So God is saying, I'm taking you back. And, and a person with a new spirit or a different spirit knows that it's God's goodness that takes us back. And so therefore he'll bring us into the land and then give it to us. The land which flows with milk and honey. And then they say this, only do not let us rebel against God. Did you hear that? Do not let us Rebel against God. When God speaks to us from the word start, what God has been saying to us, if you want to get through this, if you want to get over to the other side, if you want to engage successfully and productively back into uh, life, then what is important is don't do your own thing. Don't do what you assume. Don't do what you think you should do. It is really a time of hearing God's voice. And carefully obeying it. Not because we're fearful, but because we know that we serve a loving God, a kind God, an all-powerful God, and a God that knows better. And, and out of this experience, we should come forth uh, with greater humility to hear God's voice and follow Him. He says, let's not rebel against God. Let's not do our own, own thing. Nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Did you hear that? <laughs> Joshua and Caleb says, these giants, these Amalekites and Jebusites, all the ites that makes us tight, all the things, it's an opportunity. If we trust God, if we obey God, and if we go with God, it's an opportunity to demonstrate the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the power of God, and they'll become bread to us. We'll eat them up in Jesus' name. And demonstrate that our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is working and he's the God of the breakthrough. He's the way maker God. And in the process, people will see how good God is, how kind God is, and turn towards this God. He says, 
Don't let the fear of the people. You know what? One of the biggest things that's important um, for us at this moment in time is to make sure that we are moved by God's love and not by fear. In life, everything we do is either moved by love, we're either moved by love or by fear. And, and, and when we move by love, it's because we have faith in God. It says, faith that worketh by love in Galatians uh, 6, 5. It says, faith that worketh by love. Love, when, when we know and receive God's love for us, it gives us the confidence. When we know how much God loves us, when we know how good and kind God is, it gives us the confidence to step out knowing that this great God, this good God is with us, for us, and will lead and guide us. And that gives us the faith to step out. Or we say we believe God, but we don't. And our hearts are filled with Unbelief and doubt and cynicism and skepticism because somehow in our minds we try to work out how this thing is going to work and we are moved by fear uh, and, we, and we are not careful because we are wise. We are careful because we're fearful. And he says, their protection has departed from them. and The Lord is with us, so le therefore let, not, let us not fear and do this thing. And you would think when two young men that are full of faith and brave get up to declare, God said we're going to do it. Let's do this thing. Greater is he that is in us, that is in this world. Uh, we will eat them like bread because God is with us. That the people will say, yes, that's what God promised us. Let's go and do it. Listen to what the next verse says. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. And then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before the children of Israel. And of course, he protected them and uh, stopped them from doing it. But you would think when you are positive and you're excited and you believe for the impossible because God is our God, that people will get excited with you. And sometimes that spirit of religion or that spirit of fear or self-righteousness manifests in an opposite way. Well, did you see what's happening out there? Yeah, we are in a mess. This is just never going to be the same again. And we understand that. We understand that there are giants out there, and Jebusites and Amalekites and Amorites and all other ites there. We understand that it's a different season. We understand that the cities are in lockdowns. It looks like strongholds and that doesn't look like happy communities. But hey, listen, listen. God says, I've given you the land. Not just so that you can have the land, but because I want to re-engage with people and I want to re-establish cities and nations and neighborhoods and communities where people will know that I'm God and where people will worship God and, and magnify God. And, and so when you go in as a kingdom people, please go in with a Caleb and a Joshua spirit. Please go in with an attitude to say, Lord, there are some challenges ahead of us and some tight situations and giants and things are not as we seem as it seems to be uh, as it used to be but but with God all things are possible so that when you come back into your homes when you come back into the situations where you connect with friends and family that we may hear the reality but also the hope and the confidence that comes out of fellow kingdom sons and daughters, that because God is for us, we think this can change. We believe this can change. Now, you know, as they came back, the Bible says that, um, that they brought back uh, a, 
a negative report, 10 of them, and two of them a good report. And I want to just sum this up quickly for us this morning and say this to you. As we re-engage, some of us, it's very important that we engage with a kingdom spirit, with a different spirit than a world spirit. Uh, and, and that different spirit requires three important things from us. Number one, that we have a relationship with God because it's in intimacy with God. It's in spending time with God where we constantly would hear his voice, sense his prompting and experience his guidance concerning the future. You know, sometimes we want to know all the detail and work it all out. And I want to say to you, God wants to lead us step by step and line upon line and precept upon precept. He wants us to engage with him in a way where we have the faith and the confidence that we dream about tomorrow, but don't worry about tomorrow. Did you hear that? You know, the Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow. It doesn't say don't dream about tomorrow. It says don't worry about tomorrow. Dream about tomorrow, but then live for today. Live like you know today God's going to provide. Today God's going to lead us so that why the, by the time we get to tomorrow, we'll get our next step and our next set of God, uh, 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 instructions as to what we should do. Uh, it need to be a people of intimacy. We need to be a people that have an accurate estimation of our God. There, there are still too many Christians that says, no, I know God's good. And I know the Bible says that God can. But did you see? Do you understand? Do you realize? I do. And I still believe God's greater than. God's other than. God's bigger than. And God is able to. Like right through the Old Testament and right through the history of mankind, where people called out to God, he answered, gave them a strategy out of that place of intimacy because they had an accurate estimation. If you continue to read through the book of Numbers and then Joshua, it continues to refer to Joshua and Caleb as men who dared to believe God and God's anger that got provoked with the people who said, can God, can God really, will God really? And, and they refused to believe that God can. And I want to say to you, if we want to engage positively and see a change come, we have to have an accurate and a proper estimation of who our God is and speak it. Number three, we need to know that we carry, each one of us, carry a promise from God and not just a promise of God. You know, that's important. I think we live in a day and a time where God wants to give each one of us personal direction. It's not Christianity through five other people uh, and three programs and big events. It's personal. It's God in my life. It is God in my family. It's God in our church. It's God in my business. And God says, I want to talk to you. I want to hear. I want you to hear my, my word for you personally. So that you can say, truly, God has led me step by step through this. God has led us as a staff. God has led us as a business. God has led us as a couple, us as a family, step by step. So, so I want to say to you in closing, watch what you say. When you come back and when you watch the news and when you listen to what people are saying, watch what you say. Because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. People say, does that mean I can't speak reality? No, you can. You can speak what you see. But after you say, I've seen that, I do believe if we change this, this, and this, if we allow God into this situation, it can change. Watch what you say. Make sure 
that in and amongst all the challenges that you see, you see potential. That you see that this God who we serve can change and turn any and everything around. And number three, and the last thing is make sure who you hang out with. You know, it's a very important time. I don't lend out my ears to everybody. I don't watch everything and listen to everything because I need people around me, people with different perspectives, different uh, convictions, and people with different angles on life, but people that are positive. People that, that know that because God is our God, everything is possible. And, and when we sit with people that watch what they say, people that can see what's wrong, but beyond that, what's, what the potential is, uh, when I'm with those kind of people that know that because of God and us working together, things can change, I want to say, let's do this. Let's do this because God wants us to engage back into our neighborhood, into our towns, cities, our nation, and in the nations, and in the process, communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and I want to say this to you. Get ready, because for us that stay at, still staying at home, God is speaking to us, saying, get ready. What is, what is that he, God want you to bring to the table? You know what? Um, I believe God's expecting and calling us to give what is invested in our lives. For us, some of us, He's given us the grace to pray. And some of you prayer warriors need to pray with a determination and a conviction like never before. Others um, are frontliners and first responders. They are working like never before. I've seen people work. Uh, and it's just like the grace of God has released something in and through them. Other people have worked online and made uh, this available so that we can get the gospel out in a practical and a and a relevant way online, and they've worked day and night to make this happen. Other people have got resources, and I want to say this to you. Uh, God's going to tap into your resources, and I trust that you'll be available to give your life, to give your gift, your talent, and your resources, not because somebody asked for it, but because the master's need for it, and that you will not hide it, that you will not try to stash it away, but at this moment in time, that who we are, what we have, and what we can do and be, God would allow, we would allow God to use that for his glory. So I trust this morning that as we engage that you are encouraged by this. Uh, for those of you that know that this is a time to surrender my life and my heart so I can see God change my heart, I'll have a different spirit. There's a little button at the bottom. There's somebody waiting to pray with you and uh, believe God with you as you surrender your heart and your life today. And for us as kingdom people, the way we go in and what we bring back is crucial for the future of, of, of our families and of our nation. Let's engage with a Caleb and a Joshua spirit. We love you and we appreciate you. Have a great day.